Hello, everyone, and welcome to C-View Quantum Network. I'm your presenter, Daniel, and I'm here with producer Claudia Pareca. We are cosmic beings, beings of light. A single moment of your time is one of the most extraordinary gifts we could ever be given. We are honored every time that we receive one of those moments. We are honored, overjoyed, privileged, and humbled. We serve in your presence. Our shows are held on Mondays and Fridays at 12 p.m. Eastern U.S. Time, 9 a.m. Pacific. At any moment, to participate on one of our shows, please call 805-830-8344 and press 1 to talk with the host. All podcasts are easily found in all social media and are available free, live, or on demand. To request a show, please write to Claudia Pareco, CVU, 1111 at gmail.com or visit our website cview1111.net Call for free at 805-830-8344 and wait in line or use Take My Call and for $11 you can jump the long list of callers. Do so at www.paypal.me slash p-u-r-e-c-o slash 11 and then please p.m. or email Claudia Pareco with the phone number you'll call the show at cview1111 at gmail.com Now, let's listen to our host and topic of the day. Thank you, Danny. And today's song features Exhale by Cyclone. Look for his new album, Tumultuous, coming to all music stores and platforms on December 14th. And welcome, everyone, to Seeking Divinity with Sati Chappell. This is our monthly show that airs the first Friday of every month with, of course, our Sati Chappelle. So Sati Chappelle does live readings and offers um, readings that cover a wide variety of topics, but she is much more than a reader. She's a clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient, and she receives messages from the guides so they that so she can share them to the world and enlighten our experience also she's a fabulous um, visual artist and she has a lot of information gathered in her new website seekingdivinity.com you can look it up check it out See all of the services and products that she has and always send her a message letting her know how much you liked it. So today we are starting October. This is October the 2nd, 2020. And oh boy, this has been a year that I don't think we we are going to uh, forget easily. It has Every day we go to sleep, and the following day you're like, oh, my God, this just happened during the night. Or at any moment we have things that can really, really move our earth and get us perplexed of what's going on. So we are so thankful, Sati, that we have people like you that come to our lives to bring us hope, to bring us the truth, and to bring us just a little light for our path to be uh, shined to. So thank you, Sadi, for that, and welcome to your show, Taking Divinity. Hey, Miss Claudia. Hello, everyone out there. Um, thank you so much for that lovely introduction, 
and um, yeah, 2020 has been quite the thing. Um, you know, when we <clears throat> first started speaking about it at the New Year radio show, I had said that, you know, 2020 was a year of learning to see and really being able to see clearly and, and understand what it is that you're seeing. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because just because we have eyeballs in our head and they actually work doesn't necessarily mean that we see. So it's, it's quite interesting how this year has played out and how, how much we have seen. <laughs> like, I don't know about you, but I feel like, you know, we've been living in a soap opera in some ways. And, and the interesting thing about soap operas is that, you know, there's a lot of deception, there's a lot of truth, and it's up to the individual watching to kind of decide between the two, which is correct, which is not. It's really kind of interesting, don't you think? It is, and I love that you mentioned the soap opera thing. Because sometimes, I don't know if it happened to you, but sometimes in soap operas, you kind of like the bad guy of the soap opera. And then you realize, like, oh, he wasn't being truthful. Or the other way around, you are like, oh, come on, stop crying when you have the victim in the soap opera. So I know what you mean is, is this experience of seeing something from above but at the same time, you're part of the characters. So it's like, where do I stand? Well, you know what? That is such a wonderful question. And it really kind of brings me to a little blurb I wanted to pass um, on to everybody. We're right now in, still in the throes of the full moon. Um, which is an Aries full moon. The interesting thing about it is that Aries is ruled by Mars. And, you know, we have so much smoke over here in Colorado. Oh, my God, I step out the door. It smells like everything is on fire, which is terrible. Um, we've had red skies um, in the evenings, uh, in the mornings, um, you know, red suns, red moons <laughs> every day. It's been really weird. But the funny thing is, is that I noticed last night that the only two things I could see in the sky um, because of the thickness of the smoke was the red moon and the red Mars right next to it. So, you know, these things don't happen for like no reason. And Aries is about getting up, standing up, moving. Um, oftentimes, you know, we have a negative perspective of Mars. Mars being, quote-unquote, the god of war. Um, but, you know, he was so much more than that. I really don't like thinking of Mars in that way. I really like thinking of Mars in the, the Knights of the Round Table type of way, like the Arthurian way. Because the Knights at that point in time were always portrayed as, you know, fighting for right, um, fighting for truth. Uh, fighting to protect, to defend the innocents, um, to to hold on to integrity, to bring greater integrity and honor into the world. And they were very, very uh, portrayed as being very, very devoted to all of that. That's one of the things I absolutely love about the Arthurian legend. Uh, whether it was true or not is irrelevant to me. It's about that whole concept of, you know, doing what's right and, Choosing wisely, and yes, sometimes we screw up, you know, kind of like Lancelot and <laughs> Guinevere. And, but, you know, I mean, ultimately, everything happens for a purpose and for a reason. So with this Aries full moon and Mars being so prominent both in the astrological and in the astronomical sky right now, a month before the election, it's really a call to becoming the knight, becoming the, you know, knights of old, to stand up and to, you know, really 
tasked her vote from that point of clarity, from that point of honor, from that point of integrity, really looking at who is going to espouse that the most. And, you know, even if that's like 1% more than the other person, I know that the country is so divided right now by this choice. And, you know, people are, you know, either really, really into Trump, almost in a cult-like version, or they are really, really against Trump. There's not a whole lot of in-between. And with regards to Biden, people are, like, really confused. I think there's a lot of misinformation about him out there um, causing even more um, confusion. But I think that sometimes he himself causes that confusion. So, you know, I'm not going to say one is better or worse than the other because that's not my place. Um, I think that Americans can choose for themselves. But what this is saying in the astrological reality is stand up and be counted. That is the call of the Aries full moon with such a prominent Mars in the chart. It's saying stand up and be counted. Don't say I'm not going to vote because it's not somebody I want on either side. Pick who is going to be the best in your mind, who will serve this country and the world the best, and then go with that. And then we'll see what happens. I will tell you this, that, you know, history has shown over the last couple hundred years that America really affects the world. What we do in America really affects the world. So this is not just a choice for America. This is a choice for everybody. Um, So, you know, come to that choice as wisely as possible and as balanced a state as possible with your eyes open as much as possible. And then go with what you feel is best. That's all that we can do. Right, Claudia? That's right. So that is all that we can do. But I love that um, aspect of Mars because Mars is always about the individual. So when we're talking about that force of you, you count, you are important, you are valued. So I love that part of, of Mars. And when we understand that even though we are one, we are also the power of one. Yes, that's very well said. Absolutely. And, you know, here in this case, I think the realm of the individual is being played out on a worldly stage, which is fascinating. And that puts us right back in the soap opera again. But it really is because each individual if I were to say to everyone listening to the radio show today, including you, Miss Claudia, that each one of you is literally creating the reality that we are in, in life right now, some of you would be like, oh, crap. And some of you would be like, oh, yippee, yay, let me just create more money for myself or whatever. Or let me create more love and beauty in the world. And that's really kind of like what all of this is about, you know. It's the power of the individual. So what are you going to be? Are you going to be the knight or the villain? How are you going to create your reality? Are you going to be the crazy messed up one in the, in the soap opera? Or are you going to be the one in the soap opera that, you know, actually sheds some light of truth? Um, and, I mean, like all of these roles that the individuals can play, pick wisely, right? You're absolutely right. I love how you said that, Claudia. Thank you. So you let me know when you're ready for a caller. Oh, I'm ready. I am ready. I'm just yammering on. Okay. So let's go to Alabama and let's bring Patricia to the show. And while you talk to her, I'm going to take more names. So Patricia, welcome to see you. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Hey, Ms. Patricia. Happy to be with you today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, My question um, is, um, I haven't been in a long-term relationship in two and a half years, and I have 
been dating off and on um, two suitors. Um, one name is Owen, and the other name is um, Edward. And I just want to know, do you see either one being a potential long-term relationship, or do you see someone totally different for me? And you said Owen and Edward, correct? Yes. Thank you so much. Let me look. Thank you. You're welcome, sweetie. Choices. Um, Owen looks like the one that is probably best suited out of the two. Um, And let me look at one other thing really quick here. Um, I think that in some ways you kind of like Edward better, but I I don't know if I really want to use the word better. It's like there are different things about both of them, um, but he in some ways is kind of maybe easier. But I want to say that is not always true. I mean, sometimes how we view something may seem like it's easier, but then once you get into it um, on a real level, i.e. marriage, let's say, then sometimes that changes. And Edward feels to me like somebody who would change with marriage. So I don't know that you're really getting a clear picture of him. Um, I think he's a little bit more self-serving than you realize. So he may feel like all nice and cuddly, but... (laughs) may not actually present that way in the long term. Owen, on the other hand, seems to have a lot of issues and challenges around him. And yet, at the same time, one of the things that he needs is a good woman to kind of like stand beside him and help him along. And he could become a really wonderful person, even though he seems to be a little bit more Um, challenging than um, the other. The thing I want to say about him is that he's also pretty true blue, and I like that about him. So all of this being said, there is a potential for a third individual, lucky you, look at you go, girl, um, (laughs) to come into this whole equation and who comes in in the depths of winter, he comes in, um, you know, with the turn of the new year and slightly after the new year. And I think by that point in time, um, Sir Edward is going to be out of the picture. So it's not like you're going to have three suitors at once, although wouldn't that be fun? But <laughs> anyway, he's going He's going to be an interesting fellow all on his own, and I think that he is going to really challenge some of your questions of spirituality and put some things into greater clarity for you. So you really like this guy. And what I'm going to say is that I want, I'm going to advise you to reserve creating any kind of future plans around anybody until this man shows up. So, like, don't really think about any of this as being solid or something that you want to bank on until around May of next year. Mm. It could be as mid-April, but just kind of like enjoy the ride that you're on this popular and, um, you know, see where it takes you from there, right? See what it teaches you because next year is going to be very enlightening for you with regards to relationships and why things have been challenging in that area and how you can fix it so you can live happily ever after because that's what you want. Ah, that was so beautiful. Thank you so much. I love you. God bless you. Please stay safe. Thank you. Thank you so much. What a sweet woman. Thank you, darling. Have a wonderful uh, six months because you're going to be in heaven. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I will enjoy the ride. <laughs> I would like to remain right. on the line and continue listening, please. Thank you. Not a problem. All right. Yeah, anyone that wants to continue, you can continue. And remember, if you want to contact Sati Chappelle after the show, you can contact her at her website, seekingdivinity.com, or any of her Facebook, Sati Chappelle. 
um, or on her page, Seeking Divinity, on Facebook. So now let's go to Long Island, Miss Sati, and bring Suzanne to the show. Oh, hi, Kathy. It's Suzanne. How are you? Hey, Suzanne. This is Sati. How can I serve you today? Oh. Um, I was wondering, I have a job now, but I'm looking for a new one as a teacher aide or, or monitor or something. Do you, and I'm moving November, in November, so I wanted to get some closer to where I'm going to be living, and I really don't like the position I have now, but even though I'm blessed to have it, do you see anything for me? Okay, let's look at that. Are you thinking of building a house or, or going into a new one? Neither. I'm going to be renting apartment. Okay. Well, it must be a newer apartment um, because it looks to me like it's still in the process of being built. And so I'm going to say to you that I don't Oh, no, no, no. Have... It's already built. It's already built. I went to look at it. I signed the lease last week, whatever. I'm going into November. It's, it's not brand new. It's been there a long time. It's a complex. Okay, well, it comes across to me as being something that is still being built. So it could be on a different level than physical then. Maybe um, they're still building in a different way. But it comes across to me as something that is still being built. And with that means delays. And that's what I am looking at. So I know that you feel very strongly that you're going to be able to move in November. But I'm going to say if you do, you're going to be able to do, do it only by the skin of your teeth because it is going to No, no, no. I'm going to be moving in November 15th. The lady who's in the apartment now is moving out October 15th. So they have a whole month to clean it up. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I understand. Part of calling a psychic is seeing something that you don't see. No, no, and I get it, but my lease for this apartment is over November 15th. So I have to move, <laughs> too. You see what I'm getting at? You know, I totally understand. I really do. I, I understand how the world works. I am just saying to you that I see a delay. So why? Uh, why would there be a delay? Well, because sometimes when things are in process, they don't come as they're supposed to on proper time, as we might want it. Sometimes things happen. So what I want to say to you is, you need to make some kind of secondary plan. You need to kind of cover your butt, right? That's where I was going with all of this is that, you know, when, you, when something like this comes up, it's better that you know about it and you have a plan B so that if for some crazy reason you're not able to get into that apartment like you think, then you are going to have someplace else to go and you're not going to be out on the street. So it's really important to me to serve you and show you what it is that I'm seeing. It could be because water pipes burst. It could be because something happens and they have to build it out again. There are so many reasons, so many ways that this can go. And, you know, waste, you know kind of like having me, not, having me look at why specifically is not the way I can best serve you. The way I need to best serve you is to say, hey, I see a delay. And I see a delay by at least two weeks. So you need to have All a All right, two weeks is okay. I was supposed to go in there November 1st, but now I'm going in there November 15th, but. Okay, so, and again, I'm saying at least two weeks. So, you know, I'm just saying prepare yourself, make sure that you're you're taken care of so that, you know, this transition can happen as smoothly as possible because it's going to be kind of a challenging transition. So as far as um, you said teaching, is that what you said? No, monitor or teacher aid, because right now I work the morning and afternoons. I'm running back and forth. I want that, you know, I want to see if you saw anything with that. I applied to an old a company I worked to last year, hoping they would hire me back soon, and then I also applied for a lunch monitor in hopes where I'm going to be living in hopes they hire me full-time one day there, too. Yeah. Um, I see a little bit more energy towards the monitoring, but I want to say this to you. The aid thing, the teacher's aid, um, that can come 
after. So it looks to me like it would come more with the turn of the new year, whereas the monitor position can come before that. So um, I personally think that the monitor position is something that you would enjoy, um, but I feel like you actually kind of need both. So um, I would say, you know, just be mindful that if you don't get something before the new year with the teacher's aid, that will definitely be coming with the new year. Oh, great. Yeah, I just talked to the person about the lunch monitor job yesterday. I'm hoping that they call soon to interview me. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they would. I bet you they will. I'm hoping today or Monday. <laughs> yeah, I I don't see that close, um, but I would say to you, you know, don't don't despair. It's there. <laughs> I'll give you a rhyme to work with, right? Don't just say it's Oh, well, then I guess if I don't move in, to, well, I can live here till the like the nineteenth of um, where I am at of November. If it's not going to open till the thirtieth, because you said two weeks. I said at at least two weeks it would be delayed. So you know that's that's like the best case scenario. Well, actually, the best case scenario would be for you to get in there when you're supposed to get in there. But if it's going to be delayed, then the best case scenario is two weeks, but it may, may not play out that way. It may be closer to the first or second week of December. So just bear that in mind. Try to find some place that you can be in the meantime. You know, well, it's just going to have to be my folks' house then because I can't rent it. It would be the hotel of my folks because you know, I can't rent a place and then rent a place. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I understand. That's why I'm here to serve, to, to help you to see what you may not see so that you can prepare yourself as best as possible and, and keep things afloat. Do you, real quick, do you see a love interest at all? A man coming in? I mean, I have plenty of time for that. Not at this time. You know, I think that you have a lot on your plate and a lot of things that you're uh, working with already. And I, it feels to me like it doesn't come until maybe, again, at the earliest, late uh, September next year. So, I mean, that's like a whole year from now. Um, it, there's, you know, sometimes we have other things that we have to do before romance can really come in and and be something that we're – um, fully on board with. And I feel like you have a bunch of other things that you're kind of putting in place to allow that process to happen. And thank you so and thank much you for calling us, Suzanne. Yes, thank you, Suzanne. Okay, so now let's go to New York and let's bring Tim to the show. Hello? Hello? Hey, yes. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I'm an agent from New York. Sure, no problem. So I was just, uh, I've been working on trying to bring in some abundance. I've been uh, setting intentions, uh, doing a little meditation, asking for my guides and uh, just to help me along the way. I was wondering if you just saw uh, anything opening up. Well, I love that you're employing all of your tools to bring this about. That's awesome, Sir Tim. I'm happy to hear that. Um, let me look for you really quick and see uh, what's going on with the financial and other abundance, because I know it's not just financial for you. So let me look and see here. Sure. So let me kind of chat about this for a second here. It is definitely coming. Um, and it's coming fairly soon, maybe sometime in the next eight days to the next eight weeks. Now, to me, that can be soon. To you, it may feel a little bit less than soon, but <laughs> that's how I perceive it is that number eight around it. Um so I'm looking at either eight days or eight weeks, and usually it comes right smack dab in the middle of that. But here we go. I need to say to you that some of this challenge that you've had around abundance is past life. And it was not so much that you misused your ability to create abundance. It was more that you were in charge of other people's money and other people's abundance 
and you had a great amount of pressure in trying to handle it all well, keep track of it, and, and do so honorably because that's always uppermost in your mind. And when problems came to the community that you were serving in this way and a lot of money was lost, you took on all of that responsibility, even though it really didn't have anything to do with you. So here would be an example of of what I'm trying to say. If you were somebody who was in charge of people's money back in, you know, 1928, right before the, the Great Depression, well, you know, how much can you be in control of that? But you took it to heart and you blamed yourself even still. And so from that standpoint, you have had, you know, challenges with money this lifetime. And I want you to think about it. You've had kind of the roller coaster. You can make good amount of money and then you can make crap. And it, it's like never something that's really stable for you. And this is the reason why. So what I am what I am doing is I'm kind of helping your guides get this message through to you that it's really good okay. to do some homework around that lifetime, around the experience of being in charge of other people's money and then having something happen that's completely out of your control that then puts you in a situation to where, you know, they lost all of their money and not taking the blame for that. I mean, yeah, you're going to have some sense of responsibility, but but in, in reality, the greater sense of responsibility was not yours. So to take all of that blame on is just like to beat yourself up, you know, to, to um, yeah. create problems where there was none. So this is how you can fix your money stuff, your abundance in your life now, is to recognize that, it wasn't in your control and to forgive yourself. Okay. Okay. What's in control? Right. Forgive myself. Just continue to keep doing what I'm doing. Okay. Thank you so very much. I really appreciate it. You're welcome, sir. Have a good one. Thanks for calling. Mm-hmm. And thank you for calling. And, um, Sati, why is it important to learn? Well, in this case, we just saw someone's past life and the influence that it can have on today's. Do you? Uh, why is it that that we have uh, these influences or blockages in our energy field that we bring from life to life to life? Why can't we just get rid of them once and for all? Well, sometimes it's the magnitude with which we feel something. So um, since the last caller was so gracious to allow me to look at his situation, I'll, I'll borrow his example for a moment and speak another moment on it. In that case, he took it to heart so much. So it was so hard on him, that situation. And he, he was so um, powerfully, let's say, blaming himself. You know, the magnitude of upset that we put into things can often mean that later on it's harder to shift. So when we're really super hard on ourselves or we're really super hard on other people or a lesson is super hard on us, whether it's from this lifetime or from lifetimes, you know, 20 lifetimes back, it doesn't matter. What matters is that initial thrust of energy that we put into it. And sometimes it can be so powerful that it takes a while to unravel it. Um, I, I'm trying to think of a way to explain it in metaphor, but it's not necessarily coming. I guess a shock would be it. How shocked we are over something depends or, or creates the instance of our ability to see or not to see clearly in that moment. But I don't, I, I don't know that that really is going to explain it. 
But, you know, it's all about how we perceive things ultimately and whether we perceive them um, equally to the amount of energy of what's happening or whether we add a lot of energy, a lot of pressure, a lot of upset to it as to how quickly we can move through something or not. Does that make sense? It does, it does. And, and also how uh, much we can bring whatever happening to uh, your consciousness so you can see it. And we go back to that see that you started the show with is that this year we are being presented with lots of things to see. So have you seen in, in general that people are seeing more past lives or loved ones or things that in other times we would not see it and this year we are able to? Oh, that's a wonderful question. I don't know that the veils are any thinner this year than any other year. I do believe that our ability to see and perceive either the veil itself or through the veil is far more powerful than it ever has been. So I'm putting the, the mm-hmm. emphasis on individual. What I'm saying here is that we as individuals and we as a collective have a greater ability to see this year than any other time because that is what this year is about. So it's not that the veils are any thinner. It's that we are being uh, clearer. We are, we are being uh, more uh, embracing of the truth, more accepting of the truth. And that may seem hard to believe because I know that like this year, right, we've had so many conspiracy theories crop up and there's so many people that are like so taken by them right now. So it kind of doesn't seem like that's true what I'm saying. But the fact that we can see it, we can see it happening. We can see all these things happening behind the scenes that we don't normally get to see that is so important. And it's not just on an individual level, it's on a collective level. I mean, things that are happening are pretty undeniable. And if they are being denied, it is because the individual is using their power to deny it. So it's still all about that individual, which is what you brought up with the Aries moon. And here we are in our Aries full moon, the opportunity to be as powerful as we possibly can be as an individual and to claim our right to see and to choose and to wield our power in the correct way with integrity and grace. So, you know, um, hopefully that is a, a prevailing energy as we move through the rest of 2020 and into 2021, right? Right. And Seth, you have been coming to the show month after month, and you have been giving us these little snippets of truth and of enlightenment. And I know that you just went back and re-listened, which is something that people can do is replay any of your shows that are full with information. What are some of the things that have caught your attention when you listen back to your own words? Well, that's funny that you mentioned that. Um, I, in prayer the other day, asked for some help with a specific thing. And my guides are like, they're so quick. They're Johnny on the spot, thank God in heaven. And so they, they made available to me the, the access to a channeled session that I gave here on the radio show. And it was exactly a month ago, like almost to the day. It was October 4th, 2019. And, you know, I think it was the only time, Claudia, that I did a full trans-channeling for the show. So we need to set that back up again. Um, But the the person who came in, the being who came in, who was Metatron, by the way, had a lot of really amazing things to say that, of course, you know, at the time we're all like, la, 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 that's lovely. But now in hindsight, 
you know, a year later, you listen back to that radio show, and it's like, whoa, he so was preparing us, so was saying to us, hey, in this coming time, guess what you're going to need? Here it is, and hands it right over. It was really fun, actually. And on top of it, it answered my prayer, so I was really grateful for it. I highly recommend then that, you know, if somebody wants to listen to an old show of mine, they start there with that October 4th trans-channeling by Metatron. Um, He says a whole bunch of things. Um, I'm trying to think of one in particular. What he did say is in this period of time in which the entire planet is transiting out of one age, and moving into the next age, um, great things, powerful things will happen because these things that happen will affect every single area of life, including the natural world itself or herself. And so one of the things he was talking about in that um, little couple of sentences was, you know, the upcoming is going to be super powerful. And whether you're ready for it or not, kind of like take heed. Look at what it's teaching. Look at what it brings forward. And know that we are transitioning. Remember that. Keep that in the back of your mind that, you know, this is a period of transition. You know, it's always so beautiful when transition happens gracefully, But like with our caller friend, Suzanne from New York, um, earlier in the show, you know, I didn't see that transition taking place so gracefully. Um, I would love to say that was the case, but that's not my job. My job is to say how I see things so that I can prepare people. And that was kind of what like Metatron was doing in this channeling is he was saying, hey, these are the things I see coming up. These are the things that you can do to help yourselves through this time. And, you know, I was, like, really blown away by it. It was very fun. So that, was, that would be what I would recommend. And for everyone that is listening, it's very easy to go back to any one of your um, shows. You just go to Seeking Divinity dot com and there is you go to the tab that says um internet radio shows and in there look for the one October four two thousand nineteen and they are perfectly um in in order of appearance. And Sati we have a question from someone in the chat room. So the name of the of her chat is Joyce for Joy, fun, happiness. And she said, um, I feel I have issues with receiving money and love. And I feel guilt, shame around wanting money. I'm wondering what I can do to clear this. Are there things we can do to change our beliefs or emotions? Um. Definitely. So I love the question. There are always ways to create change. As a matter of fact, that's really what this whole world is here for. I mean, we're on the planet to learn how to change and to learn how to change gracefully and with intelligence. So, you know, anytime we come up against something that we really need to shift or we want to shift, it's a good indication that we need to kind of like proceed carefully. So I'm going to call her Joy. Um, I think it was Joy something fun and happiness. Fun. (laughs) Anyway, um, so what I would say to our friend Joy is, you know, do you have something like this in your life where there's a lot of emotional charge around it? That's a great indicator right there that, change needs to come to that area specifically. The thing I love about the universe or God or the goddess or the divine or however you want to say that is that we are always equipped with exactly what we need to create the changes we want 
I'm going to say that again because that's really super important. Each lifetime that we experience, each time we are embodied, we are always given, we always come in with exactly what we need to do the job we're here to do. When you come across something that has such emotional charge, oftentimes that's because there's a good-sized lesson around it. She mentioned emotional charge. And the lesson is to use the tools that we have available so that we can rise to the occasion and create the change that we need to create, to face it, to embrace it, to shift it to how we need it to be or want it to be or to a better picture of what it is, all of the above, right? So she has the ability to create change, and she should create change. This is part of her becoming more authentic. I mean, you know, this is the world in which we live. At this point in time, money is still holding a lot of sway in this world. You can't get by without a lot of money or without some money or without any money. I mean, life becomes super challenging when you don't have the money that you need to get through, when the abundance is not flowing. That, you know, like when Tim was talking, and he was talking about abundance in a lot of ways, not just monetarily. So what I want to say here is that, you know, this emotion that she has about guilt, it deserves being looked at. It deserves being explored so that she can understand where it comes from, why she has it, or what it's trying to teach her. Again, that's the, that's the beauty of these lessons that we have, is that they're always there to teach us something. And if we can stand up and embrace that, we have the opportunity to really become more of our authentic self. And more of her authentic self is to be abundant, to have abundance like Tim. So she has to see why this has come up, and especially at this point in time, why she's like facing it now. And what it's trying to show her even in that. Oftentimes I'll say to people, you're seeing this now. You're facing this now. You're, you're realizing that something has to be done because it's timely and because you are finally ready. Your tools are finally ready to be used. You're ready to use those tools. So now is the time to create that change. And this is part of her becoming. And even as a spiritual being, oftentimes spiritual people have the hardest time with this because they say, oh, well, maybe it's inauthentic. No, to be vibrant and healthy is our natural state. To be abundant is our natural state. To live in the flow of life gracefully is our natural state. So, I'm going to say to Joy, it's time to embrace that, honey. Look first at why you have had the situation. Have somebody help you with that and then create the steps for change because you're ready. And I, and I love that, um, Sati. One of times when I, when I feel that I, there's something that I need, one of the things that I tell myself is everything I need will come to me easily. So I just repeat that like a mantra, and and it comes. It 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 usually allows me to be in a in a state of openness for whatever it is that I want to come in, because somehow it is a very funny thing how when we more want something. We sometimes close that same thing that we're asking for from us. So it's almost like you have to trick your brain into into <laughs> allowing you to uh, to to get, receive that whichever that you need. So it's like you have to trick yourself into putting yourself into an openness 
like everything I need will come to me easily. And just, but use your words, because that, that's the thing is that we have to find those words that you can believe yourself saying, not someone else's words. So whatever is because that, that's what I've seen, that sometimes when someone says something and it doesn't resonate with me, my inner me, it's just blank words. So, right, you have to find those words that really mean to you something. Right. I, I, I agree wholeheartedly. And I think that's a lovely mantra. I really like it. In the... Uh, season of speaking about words, though, in the moment we're speaking of words, I would suggest one small change. When you say everything that I need, and you put that word need in there, you're kind of saying to the universe that you still are in need, which is almost a little bit of an opposite direction from where you really are wanting to go. So if you just simply say, everything comes to me everything wonderful comes to me or everything, um, you know, comes to me easily and just take that word out. I mean, there's lots of different ways that we can handle this, but I just am cautioning you because you mentioned the word words and being careful with your words. So <laughs> I'm sorry, Miss Claudia, but there we go. I'm calling you out just a tiny, tiny <laughs> bit there. It's a beautiful And it's fine. Message, it, it, it has to mean to you. I agree with you. It's whatever it is that you use. Like to me, that word need might not have the same connotation, but it does. It does for some people. So I agree. Right. That's why I'm saying right. we have to find that, 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 that you can bypass your own blockages because it's just there. And, it, and they are just there to make you, uh, I think it is is the way that we made our lives fun. So as if we can't, as if we're struggling when we really don't, and but we, we it, it's some of the things that we just have to trick that monkey mind of ours. Well, I agree wholeheartedly, and like with Sir Tim, if he's still listening, a great mantra for him would be, "I am happily abundant." And even Miss Joy could use that one, although I think that's like something that she will go, oh, I'd love to be able to use that, but maybe not quite ready for yet. Um, but, you know, I'm happily abundant. You know, that that I think is absolutely the truth, Miss Claudia, that sometimes in order to get over ourselves and our own issues, we have to project what it is that we are really looking to embrace instead of embracing what it is that has been tripping us up. And that's what you're saying, and that's what mantras are for. Yes, sir. Yes, mm-hmm. ma'am. Okay, Do we have so, um, No, we don't have another caller. We, um, but I would love if you would tell people about your website and the services that they can find when they go to that. Okay. Um, well, whew. services, there's, there's quite a few on there. <laughs> um, I do a lot of things. I've done a lot of things for a long time. Um, I'm a Libra, so I'm one of those where I like to kind of live in that abundant space, space and gather everything to me. So asking a Libran to pick one thing and just, like, do that, oh, my God, you're like, why? <laughs> so um, as a true Libran, I have a lot of things on there that I like to do. Um, I really love the full trance channeling. I usually do that for groups. Every so often I do that for individuals. Um, I really love doing the psychic work that I've been so privileged to do today for um, some of our callers. I really, truly enjoy helping people to find ways around their own blockages and to help them understand where they come from and, you know, how they can use them to their best advantage so that they can move forward more freely. Um, Previous to my website and my business being called SeekingDivinity.com, 
it was B and S progression. B is in body, M is in mind, S is in spirit. To me, progression is everything. Being able to progress down the path, being able to move forward. Granted, some out there would say, well, what about the present? And that's true. The present is the present. <laughs> it is the greatest gift that we have. But to be able to make use of that and to move forward freely on all of those different levels, body, mind, and spirit, um, that was really what I was trying to embrace. And what I have always to do in the over 30 years, I think I started doing readings in 1989. So it's been a while I've been doing it. Um, I, I teach people, I, I love to hold classes and seminars and workshops. I've been doing that for a long time. I did that under the umbrella of yoga and yoga um, teacher training and yoga mentoring for, you know, 20 plus years. So I, I really loved doing that. Um, I think that kind of has passed now as when it's course for me. Um, that's the way younger folks do that. But um, there are so many things I do. I really, you're right, I've been doing a lot of painting, a lot of art. Some of it is spiritually derived, some of it not. Um, but that has really been feeding my soul, and I highly recommend that uh, those of you out there have the opportunity to find a way to feed your soul. Oh, please do go do that. Go feed your soul. Do things that really make your heart sing, that really make you happy. And, you know, 2020 is the year to definitely embrace that, right? I mean, we have so many things happening that can can be challenging to see. So have something out there that you do that you really truly love that makes your heart sing so that you kind of can, you know, keep stride with all that's happening, all that we are seeing. Um, and, you know, I, I have written some books. Um, there's all kinds of stuff. Now, the books are not on there, and they actually have not been published um, yet. So, but there are, there's all kinds of stuff there, so please peruse either bmsprogression.com or seekingdivinity.com. Um, you'll see all the things that I do in either place. And um, I will be transitioning out of BMS here very soon, so I think hopefully by the end of the year. But anyway, um, I have a YouTube channel because I also love to do um, sound healings and... Uh, so, yeah, there's kind of quite a bit there, huh? <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. Like every time uh, you come to your show, which is the first Friday of every month, we learn something new about Sati. And, that I, you know, that's the beautiful thing is that today in the world that we live, we can wear as many hats as we chose, and there's no problem. That's true. And I like hats. Again, I'm a Libra. Don't ask me to choose one simple hat. I need to have several. <laughs> I'm not a hoarder, mind you, but I do have quite a few hats, i got to say. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Sati, for being here. Is there anything else that you want to say before we finish for the day? Absolutely. I'm going to um, quote Metatron one more time um because i thought of something else that he said that i think is very important for the upcoming six weeks you have all incarnated on this planet at this period in time for a reason all of you wished to be here right now and you all wished to experience this together you collectively and individually are both the greatest agents of change and those who resist it the most. And this is why no one can be pushed into seeing that which is. They must always acknowledge things in their own time. I really liked that because what he's saying is, yeah, this is a time of deep change. Everybody brings a gift to this transition that the earth is in that the United States is in, that the world is in. And everybody brings a detriment. I mean, that's the reality of things. Even myself, even you, Miss Claudia. Sheesh. <laughs> Sorry to say, it's true. We all bring <laughs> the negatives to the game. The, the main idea is to try to get rid of as many negatives as we can and to bring in as many positives as we can. 
and to recognize that we all were meant to be here right now, that we chose this time because it was so important, not just to us as a evolving soul, but because of what we can bring to the equation. So I invite you guys to look at yourselves and ask yourself, what, do, what positive do I bring to this equation? How can I benefit the world at this particular time in which so much change is taking place? And then do that. Follow that. Honor that. Embrace that. Bring that into being. It is the greatest gift you have to offer, not just to yourself, but to the world. So thank you so much for tuning in today. I appreciate everybody who called. Blessings to all of you. And may the next six weeks bring us into a greater opportunity for peace and growth in a graceful way. Thank you, Ms. Claudia. Thank you so much, honey. Thank you, Sadie. And goodbye. Bye.